Hi guys, welcome to our brand new show, The Good News Podcast. The podcast that is all about sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Tabiso Malifo. Now, let's do this. Greetings everyone, greetings brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in once more. And as always, uh, keep sharing uh, because there's someone I believe who also needs to hear the good news. So this is our very first episode for the year 2021. It's still a new year despite uh, the fact that uh, there's so much happening but it's still a new year, guys. May God bless this new year and then may his grace keep on heart in everything that you do uh, throughout the year. May his grace keep on heart in your family and even in your life. So today, the topic that I would like to talk about is regarding identity. And perhaps the easiest way to identify someone is by their name. So when you call me Tabiso or Tabiso Malifo, you immediately have an idea of who you talk about. Even when you fill forms or you are doing something that requires you to identify yourself, your name is the basic thing that identifies you. Now because Tabiso Malifo, my surname actually identifies me as being part of a clan Yabatokwa. So I go from being Tabiso Malefo as an individual and then now I identify myself uh, with that clan, Yabatokwa. And now when I go to that level, there's a certain responsibility, there's certain values, there's certain positions, uh, there's a certain position that I take because now I now identify myself as Motokwa. And... If I go another level above that, so batlokwa ba kopana le ba kwena, ba kopana le ba puting, ba kopana le ba fuking, and all other clans, when they come together, ibaba sotu. So from being mutlokwa, I now identify myself as musotu, and one of the important virtue or value yaba sotu is our adage, which says mutuki mutukabatu. And that means I am because of you and you are because of me. We actually need each other in this world. And that, in a nutshell, is what we call the spirit of Ubuntu. And that, that governs how we interact with each other. So if I go another level above being Musutu, so we now have Basutu coming together with Mazulu, coming together with Mapedi, you have Zulu, Kosa, Ndebele, and all the other groups. And when we come together, we form the country that we know as South Africa. And one of the things that identifies us as South Africans is our national anthem. And then there's been noted over social media that actually our national anthem is a prayer. And it's a prayer because on one of the lines, we say, 
So we are actually praying to God that he protects this nation. So when we, when we identify ourselves as South Africans, at that level there's, there's responsibilities as well as a South African. There's history of being a South African or there's a history that goes with being a South African. There's certain responsibilities and expectations. And then, so now I'm a South African. I then go another level above. And when I go another level above being a South African, I then owe my being to the hills and the valleys, the mountains and the glades, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas, and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land. At times, and in fear, I have wondered whether I should concede equal citizenship of our land to the leopard and the lion, the elephant and the springbok, the hyena and the black mamba, and the pestilential mosquito. A human presence among all this, a feature on the face of our native land thus defined, I know that none dare challenge me when I say, I am an African. So when I go a level above, being a South African, you have countries that come together that form the continent known as Africa. I then identify myself as an African because now we are a bigger group made out of other countries. So now when I look at myself as an African, I look at myself differently the way that I look at myself when I say I'm a South African or I am from the clan of Batlokwa. Now I go another level above being an African. And now this level... Because now you have Africa, you have America, you have Europe, you have all the continents coming together and then they make the place that we call home, they make the planet Earth. Now I go from identifying myself as an African to identify myself as a human being. Because when you go above being African or being Asian or being American, above that we are all humans. In fact, one of my favorite scientists uh, said that there's a, in fact there's a picture that was shared when men went to the moon and they took a picture of the earth. And then he says that we went to the moon and we discovered earth. And we discovered it for the first time because from that picture, earth does not look the way that we normally see it from the map where the countries are color-coded, where you have the borders that uh, separate the countries. In fact, when you look at that picture, Earth is just land, ocean, and clouds. It is not as the map maker would have you view it, but it, it is as uh, it was intended. At that level, when I identify myself as a human, it means there are no borders, there are the, the, the countries are not color-coded. We are human beings. We live on this planet Earth. And now there's another level which in fact precedes all these levels that I've just mentioned. And it is so important than these levels that I've just shared with you. Because the foundation of this identity it is that of the maker. 
So a level above being a human, I identify myself as the child of God. And this identity precedes all the identities that I've just shared. It comes before all of this. It was there, in fact, before all of this began. Before there was any Batroka, before there was any Basutu or Africans, before there was even the planet Earth, that identity is the identity of being a child of God. And the reason I bring this up is because over the past months that we have experienced this pandemic or global crisis is that people have actually started to question so many things. In fact, someone that I heard on the street said it has made him to question everything. So when you have an identity that precedes everything and an identity that, that does not depend on what's happening in the world, and an identity that is not shaken of whatever occurs in the world, you have a solid foundation. You have a solid foundation because people are starting to question everything. They don't know what's true. They don't know what's not true. There's so much information that is shared over the media. People don't know what is true. But the advice that I gave to that person is, you have a foundation that is unshakable. In fact, people are even starting to question the Bible itself. And when we talk about the Bible, I would advise that you take the Bible and let it speak for itself. Does the Bible claim to be the word of God? And yes, it does claim to be the word of God. Over a thousand times in the Old Testament alone, the Bible asserts that God spoke what is written within its pages from the beginning to the end. And continually throughout, this is what scripture claims. The phrase, the word of God, occurs numerous times in the New Testament. In fact, it is equated with the Old Testament. It is what Jesus preached. It was the message that the apostles taught. It was the word that the Samaritan received as given by the apostles. It was the message the Gentiles received as preached by Peter. It was the way that Paul preached in all of his missionary journeys. It was the focus of Luke in the book of Acts in that it spread rapidly and widely. Paul was careful to tell the Corinthians that he spoke the word as it was given from God and that it was unadulterated and that it was the manifestation of truth in fact, Paul acknowledged that it was the source of his preaching. When you read the Psalms, when you read the book of uh, Proverbs, this book, these books make powerful statements about God's word which set apart from any other uh, religious instruction ever given in the history of mankind. These passages make the case for the Bible being called sacred and holy. The Bible claims ultimate spiritual authority and it, it, it claims this in doctrine, in reproof, correction and instruction in righteous because, I mean, it represents the inspired word of the Almighty. The scriptures asserts its spiritual sufficiency so much that it claims exclusivity for its teaching. 
God's word declares that is inerrant and infallible. In other words, it is true and therefore trustworthy. All of these qualities are dependent on the fact that the scripture is God-given, which guarantees its quality as the source and at its original writing. In scripture, the person of God and the word of God are everywhere interrelated, so much so that whatever is true about the character of God is true about the nature of God's word. God is true, impeccable, and reliable. Therefore, so is his word. What a person thinks about God's word in reality reflects what a person thinks about God because the two are intertwined. In fact, the scriptures makes these demands on its readers. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3 So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that men shall not live by bread alone, but live by every way that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. In Job chapter 23 verse 12, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So we understand that the word of God is even important than the food that we eat. Now, when when you listen to radio, when you listen to people speaking, when you watch TV or you take your phone, when you go through social media, there is so much negative energy. There is so much bad news. There is so much confusion in the world. And this is the reason why it is important to identify yourself as the child of God. Because in the world, things are shaken to their foundation. People don't know what to trust. People don't know what is true. People don't know what is good. They don't know what is good anymore. And so, in the midst of all this havoc, in the midst of all this bad news, in the midst of all this negativity, is actually supposed to take care of us. You have news regarding the vaccine. You have There's so much noise in the world. And the most important thing that you can do in the midst of all this is to focus on God, is to focus on Jesus. So I don't know, maybe you are busy at this moment or maybe you are still working, but if you could just take two minutes of your time or five minutes of your time just to be quiet in the midst of all the noise in this world and to focus on Jesus, to focus on God, to realize how much he loves you, how much he loves you, to focus on his love. In the midst of all the negativity out, out there. In the midst of the panic. Focus on the love of God. Focus on the love of God. Realize how much God loves you. Realize that God has never left you. 
if you can look around you, you'll be able to see that God has always been with you. In the midst of all this crisis, God has been covering you. Focus on that. Forget all this noise. And I know your mind will try to wonder. Maybe I don't pray enough. Maybe I don't love God enough. Maybe I don't listen to God. But just take your fo- the focus away from you. And take your focus on the love of God. Realize how much he loves you. I remind you again that you are the temple of God. The presence of God is dwelling inside of you. Inside of you. Inside of you. God is dwelling inside of you. And I want to tell you that you matter to God. God loves you so much that you matter to him. You. You. You matter to God. You might feel like you are just a small person in a big crowd such that God does not see you. Such that God does not hear you. And that is actually not true. The Bible says that he knows his sheep. He knows his flock. Each and every one knows knows their names. God knows your name. And you matter to God. And because you matter to God, What matters to you matters to God. God is not busy with big problems. He's not busy with big crises such that he cannot attend to you. If it matters to you, it matters to God. No matter how small it is. Therefore, it is very crucial that you focus on God. God is even speaking with you. He is speaking. He is speaking. Because you are the temple of God. God is speaking with you. All you have to do is just to listen. You just need to listen. In the midst of all the noise. In the midst of the panic. In the midst of the pandemic, if you listen, you will hear his voice speaking to you because he loves you and he lives inside of you. Focus on Jesus. (sighs) 
you are the child of God and God loves you so much. He loves you so much. Always remember to take time to filter out this noise and focus on Jesus and focus on God and his love. Amen.